No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Solomon gives various practical exhortations. In his quest for wisdom, he discovered that God made man upright, but he had pursued many schemes. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 on Simply the Bible. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon spends much time pointing out the vanity, futility, or meaninglessness of life apart from knowing and pleasing God. But Solomon had also received much wisdom. And in chapter 7, he gives various practical exhortations by which we can live a good life. Ecclesiastes 7. A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. Better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men, and the living will take it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by a sad countenance the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. So he begins by pointing out that a good name is better than precious ointments. It's good to have a good reputation. Then he speaks of the day of death being better than the day of birth. Now, how would that be? Well, at the time of your death, your reputation is sealed. And in the last recorded words of the Apostle Paul, he wrote to Timothy and said, As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. That's like coming to the finish line at the end of the race and knowing that you've run well. Finally, he says that the house of mourning is better than the house of mirth. It's better to be among those who are mourning because you will learn things from those who are mourning. Many times people are foolishly engaged in laughter. Now, there's nothing wrong with laughter, but sometimes people are laughing at things they should be crying about. But when you are with those who are mourning or perhaps are sick and dying, well, you are right at the threshold of eternity. And I have been with people at the time of their death. And let me tell you, there are wonderful things to behold when you are with people at the end of their life. And perhaps you'll even have an opportunity to share Jesus with them and know that you have helped them to find eternal life. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. For like the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of the fool. This also is vanity. So it is wise to receive the rebuke of the wise. Not everyone is teachable and they spurn a wise rebuke, but that's foolish. On the other hand, the praise of fools is vanity. If fools are singing your praises, and they are flattering you, well, their flattery has as much substance as the crackling of a fire. 
Surely oppression destroys a wise man's reason and a bribe debases the heart. Oppression destroys reason. I think of the very smart Jews that were taken into the concentration camps during the Holocaust and how that terrible oppression of the Nazis just wrung the reason right out of them. And a bribe debases the heart. So both those who offer bribes and those who receive them are corrupted. The end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Now, if a matter starts well and you are dependent upon God to sustain it and make it grow, then it will end well. It will require patience to finish well rather than pride. You may be involved in a difficult matter, a conflict perhaps, but keep your eye on the prize, the goal. If you have entered the matter by faith, then God will see you through it to the finish line and that will be sweet. Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. This reminds me of what James said. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. The anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. Do not say, why were the former days better than these? For you do not inquire wisely concerning this. It is foolish to look back and think, oh, the old days are so much better. It has been said that the good old days are the combination of a bad memory and a good imagination. It's also foolish to worry about the future since we don't know what the future holds. Instead, We should make the most of today, live the moment to its fullest, seize the day. Wisdom is good with an inheritance and profitable to those who see the sun. For wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. But the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. Wisdom is a great inheritance to pass on to your children and grandchildren. It is a defense, like money is a defense. You see, money is a defense to many people. They think that that's going to protect them from various things. But wisdom is an even greater defense because money can be lost with a changing market. But wisdom endures forever if we simply esteem it in our hearts. And finally, wisdom will give life eternal life to those who have it. Consider the work of God, for who can make straight what he has made crooked? In the day of prosperity, be joyful, but in the day of adversity, consider. Surely God has appointed the one as well as the other, so that man can find out nothing that will come after him. Hey, if God has made something crooked, you cannot straighten it. I cannot straighten it. And you understand this if you've ever tried to change people. There are some people that they are crooked, they want to be crooked, and there's nothing you can do to change them. God has also made the day of prosperity and the day of adversity. And we ought to accept both as from the hand of God. It's an amazing thing that God will not make us happy all the time so that we would get proud, nor will he make us suffer all the time so that we would give up hope. But he gives us a balance of prosperity and happiness and adversity and suffering so that we would learn to depend upon him and also to rejoice 
in all the good that he brings to us. The bottom line, however, is that there's no formula. You can't avoid adversity by having everything perfect according to your formula. It's going to happen. Things are going to happen that you have no control over. And as Solomon says, no one can find out what will come after him. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know who holds the future. I have seen everything in my days of vanity. There is a just man who perishes in his righteousness, and there is a wicked man who prolongs life in his wickedness. Do not be overly righteous, nor be overly wise. Why should you destroy yourself? Do not be overly wicked, nor be foolish. Why should you die before your time? It is good that you grasp this and also not remove your hand from the other, for he who fears God will escape them all. So he is not saying here that it's not wise to seek to be righteous. What he's saying here is don't be self-righteous. There are those who are so righteous in their own estimation and they are holier than thou, and that is not to be followed. Romans 12.3 says, don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. The best thing as you seek righteousness is to also seek humility. And then finally, don't be wicked either. Either of those extremes is going to bring you harm. So Solomon says, if you fear God, then you will escape both of those extremes. Wisdom strengthens the wise more than 10 rulers of the city. For there is not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin. So see, Solomon was not saying that you can be overly righteous because there's nobody who does good and does not sin. You don't want to be overly self-righteous, in which case you would be self-deceived. So no one is sinless, but by wisdom, we should be sinning less. Also, do not take to heart everything people say, lest you hear your servant cursing you. For many times also your own heart has known that even you have cursed others. Listen, people are going to say what they're going to say. They're going to say things about you behind your back. It may be disturbing, but don't pay attention to what they say. If you know that before God what they're saying has no truth, then don't worry about it. Now, be humble enough to admit that you could be at fault, so ask God to search your heart if there's anything amiss to show you, but if that search comes up empty, then leave the matter to God. Follow the example of Jesus. Leave the situation with the one who judges justly. All this I have proved by wisdom. I said I will be wise, but it was far from me. As for that which is far off and exceedingly deep, who can find it out? I applied my heart to know, to search and seek out wisdom and the reason of things, to know the wickedness of folly, even of foolishness and madness. Solomon's entire life was devoted to this quest for wisdom, and yet he still felt as though it was beyond his grasp. The depths of godly wisdom are far deeper than any of us can go. No matter how deep you go, there's always more to be discovered. And I find more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and nets, whose hands are fetters. He who pleases God shall escape from her, but the sinner shall be trapped by her. Now, in the book of Proverbs, Solomon 
spent quite a bit of time warning against the immoral woman, the seductress, and what a trap that she is. And Solomon himself was led astray from the Lord by his foreign wives. Here is what I have found, says the preacher, adding one thing to the other to find out the reason which my soul still seeks, but I cannot find. One man among a thousand I have found, but a woman among all these I have not found. Truly this only I have found, that God made man upright, but they have sought out many schemes. Now, we must not misunderstand what Solomon is saying. He's not saying that men are somehow wiser than women or that they're sinless. Uh, He is using a poetic device to show that there is no one righteous, neither a man nor a woman. God made mankind upright, but instead of following God and his ways, they have all sought out many schemes. You know, even after God destroyed the antediluvian world with the flood, he said of mankind, the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. That's true of both sexes. I have known wise women and foolish men, and I have known wise men and foolish women. We all have enough foolishness sufficient to need a Savior. And it's only by believing in Jesus Christ that we receive the forgiveness of our sins and the power to be set free from our sins. So may God help us all receive Christ and not seek out our own schemes, but rather to seek His wisdom. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow we'll see that it is wise to keep the King's commandment and to discern both time and judgment. God judges the wicked, but blesses the one who fears him. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ecclesiastes on Simply the Bible.